welcome to the Furrowed Brow, a podcast about thinking. I'm your host, Jerry Wheeler. And to those who are familiar with this podcast, I probably need to send out an apology because it has been a while since I've done one. Uh, the intent of this podcast is still to be doing something weekly, and I haven't met that demand at all. But I will say going forward that that is still the goal and where I intend for it to land. And I won't make a bunch of excuses for that. I'll just admit that it happened and to get the to get back on track with it. Which, maybe too quickly, leads into what I want to talk about today. The, um, the point of, or the, the subject matter for today, is the idea of starting. The beginning of something is a start. And I've mentioned that, uh, quickly that the, the Bible is going to be a part of this podcast, and how does it start? I like that it starts at the start. First three words of the Bible are in the beginning. Whatever you are going to achieve or attempt, there's going to be a beginning to it. So I think it's important to understand different types of thoughts that are think uh, that are start related and where you start and to understand that not everybody's going to start in the same place, to understand that there are different kinds of beginnings for different kinds of stories. And your story's not mine, even if there's some uh, similar overlaps somewhere in it. And as I've mentioned before, if there wasn't overlaps of truth, then there would be no point in anyone really teaching anything because it's this overlap that helps with this overlap that helps with this overlap, and we understand deeper and deeper meaning, or we understand broader and broader scope of a different thought. The point directly of to this exact podcast is to not be afraid to start where you're at. That if we can link thoughts that take away, I'm not ready, to uh, take away thoughts of, I can't get there from here. Or to take away thoughts of, that's beyond my scope. Um, uh, you know, certainly some things, of course, are. Um, I'm, you know, it, if you want to act silly and act uh, just to give a, a, sometimes to go to the absurd is a good way to get an understanding of something. I'm not going to turn into a pink elephant tomorrow. But there are things within what God made me and what I am as a person that offer reasonable successes that are attainable. And I don't want to overuse the word reasonable, <coughs> excuse me, to say that, that there isn't such a thing as high goal because um, it is reasonable to accept that you have a lot in you. It has, it's reasonable to accept that. It's reasonable to accept um, successes that are going to require a lot of you and that and then to say that, um, let me go at it this way. Um, to think inside your head of as a farm, this is going to be a good starting place, I hope. But to think of yourself inside your head as a farm, how much of this crop do you want to have? How much crop of, uh, you know, uh, one that er people go to a lot of times, maybe too quickly, is financial success. What l how much um, harvest do you want a financial success? How much, um, and I, this is probably more reasonable, how much peace? How much peace do you want inside you? How much relationship do you want to harvest? Um, and again, when, you know, if you're dealing with a relationship, it's a shared farm in that area, but you're both going to have to work on the, that piece of the farm, that there's, there's both sides of it, but it's still worth going over what do you want inside this farm that is you on the inside. 
uh, one of the classic examples of this is Jesus giving the, uh, he gives us a story called the parable of the sower. He says the sower sows the word. So it's kind of like saying the sower plants a thought. And then whether or not that thought takes root and grows into an action, into a behavior, in my opinion, behavior is motivation plus action. So what, what is their behavior? It, so it, you have to tie in both of those. Like what are they thinking and what are they doing in a behavior? But we, we have this example uh, of the sower sowing the word, and that the beginning of this is a thought. What happened in the beginning? Go back to Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And you have in there him saying, God, uh, God said, let there be light. The beginning was word. He sowed word. He planted thought. And even it, it's worth noting, like him to say, let there be light. What he's saying is let there be knowledge. Let, let there be um, um, information, not just physical light, although I do uh, believe that obviously that's part of it, but to say let there be, let what is knowable become knowable. Let knowledge become knowable. I know that almost uh, maybe is, it sounds silly to put it that way, but if you're an entity and your knowledge is hidden, and then he says, my knowledge is now exposed. Now, now my knowledge is something that you can see, and before it wasn't. And you're in the position of a deity. Well, then a whole lot happened in that first couple of scriptures, if he says, let there be light. And what a fascinating start. And then, you know, what I said in the beginning of this is like not being afraid of where you're starting. It says he spoke it into chaos. Um, what, whatever he's, what he said was, uh, let me read it so it's a, it's a little more easy to understand. In the beginning, so we're talking about the start, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, into this bad situation, God said, he put a thought here, let there be light, and there was light. So if we go, if we go just into a start of what we're, like what we're wanting to move toward, the start is gaining light. If we're in this situation that's deep and dark and possibly dreary, um, then like what it's going to change that is light. Um, we have the other example, uh, you know, going back to the parable of the sower. Um, that's in Mark chapter 4 of the Bible. And um, it gives a really good example of God is saying this is, um, and, and let me, let me, uh, go back to here. If if there's someone that hears this that doesn't use the scripture or use the Bible as a thought basis or as a uh, maybe even just a, a truth basis, um, I still think it's interesting literature and it's worth knowing. If you just go at it from like um, a, a position of its wisdom liter literature or it's poetical, um, and it's a it's a place to get some. And what I said in the beginning was I think it's a good place for nutrition for your thoughts, um, I think that's healthy. Um, I do take it on as a faith basis also, but I also look at it through um, through my mind's eye and to get information because the Bible is practical. There's, there's practical information that you can learn from it. There's wisdom information you can learn from it. There's um, there was a, and I, I apologize for not knowing which general said this, but it was a World War II general. They said, how are you so good 
at warfare, and he said, it's because I read the Bible. And he was reading of wars in the Bible and studying the strategy in there and using those strategies on the battlefield in World War II, and he was successful. And I, I'm sorry that that's hearsay, and you know, I may get in trouble for putting it that way. I hope I don't. But So I, I have to, I guess, throw in a caveat that I may be wrong. I may be mis- misquoting him there, but there's more than one person that have went to the Bible to get practical information from. And so I think trying to, uh, the information that I'm wanting to get out today is, where do you start? And I think the answer to that is, one, is you get light. You get information. You get knowledge. And um, there's something to inside light, like I said before, that without light, there's death. So there's something to this life part of it that I think is also important. That um, it's, this is going to probably sound corny, but looking on the brighter side of things. You need light. You need to look on the brighter side of things. You need to get some information about what you're trying to do, too. But just to have a sunny disposition in, in the beginning of this thing. Joy is, is part of it. And I want to talk about dealing with situations that aren't joyful in a start. Um, but I, I think that's a, that's a healthy way to introduce the subject. And so with that, I'm hoping I'm going to give um, some light on different kinds of starts and then what to do at a start. Uh, of course, one of the things that I've just said is get light, and I do believe that. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to cover these quickly because I think getting into the information of what a start looks like is probably going to be more important than knowing that there's different kinds of starts. I do need to cover the different kinds of starts, I think, because there's different people that like, hey, that's me, and I don't know which one is which. I think uh, probably the, the one that uh, I think sometimes gets people, if, if starting's a problem uh, with something, uh, I want to I throw this. Uh, I'm going to give several verses here. Uh, you know, I keep giving the disclaimers that there's, uh, there's other information out there than the Bible. But I will say this. If it's right, in my opinion, it's going to agree with the Bible. Like most of the, the stuff that I've ever ran across that is wisdom uh, of a book, and I, I do have a lot of those. But usually there's a correlating verse that agrees with it if it's right. And that's cool. I like that. That truth is um, uh, it crosses those lines. And it's uh, it's not that um, I, uh, someone could get into it's like, okay, so that you only believe uh, the Bible and you don't believe anything else. Like, no, that's not true. Uh, there's other things I believe. But if one if they disagree with each other, then I, I'm going to side with what the Bible says. Um, and if someone sides with something else, well, the only thing I can say is it's best for us to walk that out and see where the results land in the long run. But to give some uh, different kinds of starting positions that uh, the Bible does talk about, one of them is, uh, and I've been guilty of this one as much as anybody, uh, one of them is waiting for perfect conditions. Sometimes we don't start, and maybe I'm talking about hesitation to starting, but sometimes what we do is we wait for perfect conditions. And that's uh, kind of like having a kid. If, you, if, if you've ever had a kid, you realize you're never, you can read all the books you want to read, you can hold all the babies you want to hold, but you're never really ready to have a kid. It doesn't really matter. And I, I'll be honest, and like having a kid might help you with the second. Um, I think that's probably true. But until you've raised one, and even uh, how many of us that have raised kids, like until they're grown, we didn't know what we were doing entirely. So this idea of waiting for it, like I'll figure it out and then I'll do it, 
sometimes that's not great. Um, the verse on that one is Ecclesiastes 11.4. If you watch the wind, you won't plant. And if you watch the clouds, you won't reap. If all you're going to do is study the weather and then one of these days I'll do it, when the weather's just right, I'll start getting the information, sowing. The sower sows the word. If I start getting the information whenever the environment is correct to getting the information, you won't have a harvest. Another one I want to cover is some, uh, and again, I want to get through these kind of quickly. Not to rush them, um, by all means, chew on these things this week. And then hopefully I'll come up with some uh, something else worth chewing on next week. Um, another one that's difficult is just the, the, some, the, the way the Bible puts it. Let me give you another one here. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 4. I'm going to be honest with you. This one got to me. This was one that uh, stepped on my toes. I told my wife, my toes aren't safe when I'm teaching. I, I'm willing to step on my own toes. This one got me. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 4. It says, the sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. There shall he beg in harvest. Therefore shall he beg in harvest and have nothing. The beginning of something is hard. It's cold. It's uncomfortable. Um, anytime who has started something and it was um, like the beginning was more fun. Now, again, I do want to talk about that. That is something I think that is true, that sometimes the beginning of something um has uh, it, and it, so we're, there's different kinds of starts, but sometimes it's because well when this changes and becomes more favorable then I will. It's another one of those like um, and and this one you know so what do you have to do to get out in the cold uh, when spring hasn't quite started and you got to go get your farm ready um, and then you got to go out there and because the weather hasn't quite changed yet the rains have started maybe so the ground's a little softer maybe a little easier to plow. But, um, and sometimes, you know, and I want to talk about that whenever I get to talk about starting. Um, but, um, you know, starting, uh, it's cold. The people are cold toward me. Uh, it has to do with the last podcast a little bit. Sometimes you have to deal with a cold outside before things change. Um, and um, that's not, that the cold is not a brick wall. The cold is the cold. Put a coat on. You know, so like I don't want the last one that y'all heard to go uh, for that to be just, oh, no, someone's going to say something. My point was that someone will say something, whether you do something or whether you do nothing. Dress for the occasion. Um, and to understand that if it's cold, it's cold. And if it's warm, it's warm. And dress for the occasion. And don't let that stop you. Let that let uh, just understand that. um um, that sounded a little bit harsh, so let me back it off a little bit here. Um, some, sometimes the environment hasn't changed yet, and it's not the, a problem. And sometimes we have to start before the outside changes. Sometimes you have to start your farm before the weather changes. So uh, if you have an idea, I'm going to throw this one out there. If you have an idea for, say, technology, but technology hasn't changed yet, but you have a great idea for technology, and it's like, man, when it gets here, this will sell, but it won't sell now. Make it now. Make that change now. And then whenever the environment changes, you'll be prepared, and then you'll have a harvest. I, there, I'm sure there's plenty of other. Write the book now. Don't wait until it's the market's ready for it. Write it now. The market may change, and it may sell a lot of copies. Like, hey, this has kind of been going around, and then finally that, 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 co that book goes 
bonkers and it and it starts selling i don't know what it would be for you but to not hold off because the environment hasn't changed yet some beginnings are emotional this one comes out of psalm 126 for me and i've uh, this is this is an impactful verse for some and i hope it helps here like well i it's not that the environment's really not what i want and it's not really that i'm watching the weather i'm just beat up my insides are hurting and i don't have the internal uh weather it's not the outside or anything it's just me and so here's what i want to offer you again what is the beginning of a thing the start of a thing light so and what is light going back to the sower sows the word so getting information is the beginning of the thing before there's a thought there's something came to you that initiated that thought somewhere there was light that created a thought thoughts create action actually thoughts create well you get into a lot there thoughts get into feelings feelings get into decisions but they let's get this psalm 126 it says they that sow in tears shall reap in joy sowing in tears sometimes is part of it sometimes the emotions aren't quite there yet and you've got to sow anyway. You've got to go get light anyway. You've got to go get the word anyway. You've got to go get the information anyway. So then it goes on to say, he that goes forth and weeps, bearing precious seed. Now, I think there is such a thing as a useless seed, but let's talk about precious seed. Precious seed has value. So you have a thought that has value. So if you go out weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless, doubtless is a big word, come again rejoicing, bearing, it says, his sheaves with him, so his harvest with him. You just go, hey, you know what? I was in a mess. I was twisted up. I was hurting, and I just did the right thing. I got the right information. I responded to it correctly, and I got a harvest. No, the beginning of it wasn't fun. The beginning of it was I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what the weather was going to do. The beginning of it was cold. The beginning of it was I was weeping. But what do we do? We get light. We The sower sows the word. We go get the information that we need. Then, from there, or in, a, in, a, in atta- attached to that, sometimes that beginning, it says, you know, in that one verse, in one, Psalm 150, it says, come bearing his sheaves with him. This guy had a harvest. It turned out. Then there's other ones that says um, sometimes, y- like when it finally starts, the start is like discouraging itself. So it's like if you went and planted a, a whole bunch of corn and you got a, a big harvest on that, that would be fantastic. But what if you get out there and you get started and it and it, it pops and bangs and explodes? Or it, it, you know, it just wasn't quite what you were hoping it was going to look like in the beginning. I brought this up before. I don't know if it was on here or not, to be honest with you. But in Zechariah 4.10, this is a, a good one to go to. It says, do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. This was a um, uh, a rebuilding of the temple in the Old Testament. But the Lord rejoices, whatever it is you're starting, the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Um, that is obviously um, kind of sermon-esque. I get that. But I don't want someone to hear this and go, well, I started and it just didn't look like anything. 
I went and uh, just to give another example, I went and bought an instrument, and uh, like the first time I went to a lesson, it didn't go well. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. The Lord does, the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Be okay with it being small. God's okay with it being small. Human beings started out small. And then, the, you know, you, you start out as, you know, two cells united and become, well, in my case, probably bigger than I even wanted to be. <laughs> Sometimes we get, uh, we get overzealous in the growth process, I suppose. Um, another one to consider is um, I don't know if I want to start this or I want to start that kind of a start. Again, what is the beginning of a thing? So or so is the word. Go get your light. Go get your information. Um, so this is Ecclesiastes 11. I'm sorry. I said that too fast. Ecclesiastes 11, verse 6. In the morning sow your seed, and in the evening withhold not your hand. For you don't know which one will prosper, either this or that, or whether they're both going to work. So if you've got a couple of ideas playing around in your head, I say go after both. I also want to say this. It says, in the morning sow your seed, and in the evening don't withhold your hand. I, if you want to put that on a bigger scale, when you're young, get started and do something. And when you're old, get started and do something. Because you don't know which one is going to be this was what God made me for, I guess. Or this was the success that I was looking for. Um, so don't be afraid of either one of those. So that covers different kinds of beginnings. I actually, I want to leave one more. And then I'll get to a couple of examples here. One of the funner examples, and I wish I'd put this somewhere else, probably in here, um, is an excited beginning. Uh, the Bible talks about, in Malachi chapter 4, it talks about um, you will go forth and skip about like calves from the stall. Now that's talking about a celebration um, when things start to turn around. And I want to say that, the, that if you'll start something, that day is coming. Um, but th th also sometimes you just, uh, when you start, you're just excited and you don't know which direction you're going in. And I'm going to say, that's okay. It's like, that's okay. Just, um, you know, if, if you're that excited one that's just been let out and you've been held in, um, um, don't worry about it. That's okay and normal. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel awkward for it. Um, just it, it, it the time will come, uh, you'll get, um, You'll, it, where it'll be more focused and you won't feel so scattered. And the other part of that is if you have someone on your team like that, you know, um, and they come out, you know, spinning in circles, like just give them a minute. They'll, it, they'll find their place here in a second. I want to say, um, I don't, I don't know how many people that, um, have struggled with starts and have waited on things because of different, uh, starts that didn't go well or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm used to that. That's kind of my story. I usually almost always am like, Hey, I'm going to go try this. And then I, uh, some way or another, I find a way of falling on my face and then I go and regroup. And sometimes I come back to it. Sometimes I don't, um, you know, to those who know that, that happened here too. So that's, that's been a, that's been a routine thing for me. What, um, it's funny story. Uh, when I was a little kid. Um, I was like, uh, my brother was already riding his bicycle and I wanted to ride my bicycle with my brother and I wanted to go places with him. And so I went inside and said, mom, Hey, uh, go take these training wheels off my bicycle. I am done with them. I'm like five. I go in there and I say, Hey mom, take these training wheels off. I'm, I'm done with this. 
And she says, are you sure? I don't know if you're ready for that yet. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I've, I've got it figured out. So uh, she takes the train wheels off, and I go out there on the bicycle, and I crash pretty quickly. And I come back to her, and I went, um, I was wrong. I didn't know what I was doing, and I managed to follow my face pretty good. So if you could, put the train wheels back on. She says, fine. She puts the train wheels back on. Go back out there. I'm riding. I'm paying more attention this time, though, and going, oh, that's how it works. And so I was like, okay, I got it figured out now. Go back in the house, same day. Say, Mom, can you take the training wheels off? Are you sure I just took them off? I ain't going to keep taking them on, put them off, whatever. I was like, no, I got it now. I got it figured out. Are you sure? Yeah, I got it. I got it. So she takes the training wheels back off, and I go back out there, and I'm fine. I thought I was fine in the beginning, the first start, and I had a rough start. And to be honest, um, I've, I've relived that story a bunch of times. And... It's come to uh, just the way that I'm going to keep going is to know that that's a part of it if I start something. And I don't know what your story is and what you're used to on starts, but getting back to the last one, giving today's best and strive to finish, um, don't be afraid of rough starts. I've had a bunch of them. You're not alone. You're not the only one that's ever fell on their face on a bicycle uh, trying to figure out. We're not, uh, how many, we all fell down learning how to walk. We all fell down learning how to run. And we all fell down learning how to jump rope. Um, just get back up. A good man falls down seven times, but he gets back up. What makes him good is not that he falls. What makes him good is that he gets back up. And so, um, so to those who need to start, I ask, uh, pay attention to the ideas of getting light and getting a cheery attitude about that. And the other is, if you need to restart, go get the word and and um, and and put whatever information it is that is what you're trying to grow in this farm that is you. Go get the information that applies to that. And then pay attention to the other things I talked about in sowing and planting. The Bible uses the word sow, S-O-W, but the, you know, today we'd say plant and harvest. They would say sow and reap in the old days. But um, as usual, I hope that helps, and I hope it gives you something to think about. There's a lot more here that I'd really like to go into, but if I give the, all of it in one sitting, we'll all be annoyed. And um, as I'm recording this, people are going to wonder what happened to me and why I'm still in my chamber. <laughs> so anyway, um, start something. Don't despise small beginnings. Know the uh, the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Um, anyway, God bless you guys, and happy thinking.